is interesting. Toronto police have arrested a Russian daredevil over dangerous rooftop stunts. It's not only dangerous. This is just, uh, wow, you know, verging on insanity. Uh, No, it's full-on insanity. Oleg Cricket is his name, and uh, he released a video on Monday, which got him into hot water with the cops. Uh, He has been arrested and he's been charged with break and enter, mischief under $5,000. And another man, presumably the cameraman who had things a rolling, was uh, charged with those two offenses plus possession of break-in ins- instruments. They basically uh, cut their way with bull cutters and crowbars into uh, the rooftop of 8 Mercer Street, which I think is a condo building. Mm-hmm. And so then they began to uh, film themselves for, I guess, the watchmaker Bomberg had hired them here, a Boomberg. I've never heard of the watchmaker before. I, I, however, I don't know. Are watches trendy again? Watches are so hot uh, right now. Jackie just lit our millennial in the room, lifted her arm up with a massive watch on it. So I guess they're in. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so like Flava Flav is in the house. What's going basically, on? I don't know what watches have to do with uh, tricks of like, basically, he. He did handstands and he spins, you know, sort of like when the guys used to drop the cardboard uh, in parking lots and break do the dancing. break dance spin mm-hmm. on their back. He does that on the edge of a rooftop in downtown Toronto. It is truly scary. I mean, he, he jumps over beams. And uh, so, you know, the kid that used to go onto the monkey bars and walk on the monkey bars because yes. it wasn't enough just to scale them with his arms. That guy does that up at the top of one of the high rises, not tied up. Well, it's, it's funny. In Toronto. I, I, he has no protective... Strings or anything on them. There's Ropes. there's this new sort of subculture of these urban explorers who will climb on roofs and uh, try and break into buildings that are currently under construction because I think they're a little easier to get into because there's less security, obviously. Sure. But I knew kids like this who were daredevils. I knew a kid who was actually in the Moscow Circus. Yeah. And he uh, would do all sorts of death-defying things on top of cars and whatnot. And I guess if he thought he could do it five feet off the ground, he'd be happy to do it. 80 feet off the ground. Well, this guy, funnily that you brought that up, he is from a small town in Siberia. I said began performing stunts, uh, gymnastics, acrobats, acrobatics, and martial arts at the age of 16. CBC reached out to have an interview with him. He told CBC Toronto, I work only on a commercial basis. The interview, <laughs> 500 bucks. You want to talk to me. So we decided, I, I don't know about you, Chris, but Christmas is coming. I don't have the money to talk to that guy. Well, I thought uh, we wanted to be generous and we would give him the money, no? Uh, I have a lot of expenditures. These I I, these uh, these rooftop type people are uh, extremely reclusive too. They don't like to give interviews. Yeah. Well, listen. The, the the sport actually has a name. It's called urbex, and that stands for urban explorer explorers. And that there was another like guy. Like a wild beast. Since I'm on the topic, there was a teenage busted a teenager busted for scaling the World Trade Center. Uh, he also filmed it, and uh, his second time he was busted. He's 18. And he was uh, braving 50-mile-per-hour winds, 50 stories above Manhattan, urging his uh, followers to watch his page uh, live in New York or New Jersey and boasts that he is limitless. Photos of him and his friends uh, climbing above uh, you know, Times Square and Columbus Circle on the top of these buildings. Truly scary when you watch the video. Anyhow, in 2014, he admitted to a misdemeanor for sneaking through a, a hole in a fence at Ground Zero, climbed to the uh, top of the Trade Center, and the security guard was asleep uh, down below, so he didn't see him do this. But uh, he managed to get caught, and he, he escaped jail time by uh, by agreeing not only to perform 30 days of community service, but to write a 1,200-word essay. <laughs> what was the essay? Adult Sir Trumps, and I'm going to live my dream because he just got arrested again. <laughs>
<laughs> Anyhow, I want to talk to a psychiatrist or psychologist or somebody that knows the difference between, uh, you know, brain chemistry of risk takers and our brain chemistry. Because I know a lot of us just think, why would you do that? You have to be crazy. Not so. Apparently, there's a, a difference of dopamine level. So uh, that doesn't mean everybody like this uh, has a difference of dopamine. But I want to talk to an expert on this. This is a sad story. Speaking of daredevils, uh, Cirque du Soleil lost an employee in San Francisco. Uh, Chris and I uh, had the opportunity to see their new show, Luzia, uh, when it was down here at the Portlands. Great Fantastic stuff. show. This person was not uh, one of the performers. It, it was one of the the, uh, the people that worked the tech. And basically, it, they had died from injuries that uh, were because of a... They were struck by a, a telescopic lift during the setup for the show. And this Ooh. show is so amazing. There's so much going on with regards to uh, technical equipment during that show. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's not only a human feat mm-hmm. and an athletic feat, but it's also an engineering feat because the the uh, set is constantly moving and it's, uh, it, there are new, new um, machines being introduced to the show constantly throughout the, the program. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of scary that that happened, but... Uh... I love the Cirque du Soleil, so that's sad news. This is interesting. Uh, uh, Global News did this uh, story on, you know, the office party and etiquette at the office party this year. Uh, The first thing you should do is prep your date, so make sure your spouse knows what not to say and to not engage in private conversations uh, that you and your coworkers... Maybe having I've heard those before. It's like I, that's too intimate. I, I don't I, need to know that about your husband, who's my coworker. I, lo- I love this rule: <laughs> tell your wife don't talk to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Just that's, keep she's not going to be suspicious. Look, about- people, you're at work. Dress appropriately. Which brings me to mind: I have a friend who has works at a workplace. They're actually having the annual Christmas party. It's a pajama party. Huh. How inappropriate is that? I mean, I don't think. Will there be lingerie? Well, right. It's pajamas. What you sleep in. That's that's very we're, vague. We're having a pajama day here. On the we're having December one here 1st. as well. Yeah, tomorrow. Come on, actually. Jackie. I'm not wearing pajamas, but uh, yeah, we are not. On December first. Have you not seen the? Uh... I think if you're over the age of ten, you should not put on your pajamas <laughs> and go out in public. It's funny because Patrick and I talked about this once at length. Patrick Malkin and what he basically said was um, that he he nips out. He wears his pajama pants and will nip out to get something. He said uh, pajama pants just mean that you're nipping out to get something. I forgot something. I'm just going to get something at the store and I'm going to nip back home. I said, no, pajama pants, have, they mean if you're wearing them in public that you've completely given up. That's what that's a message you're sending out. I'm sorry. You've completely given up. I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine over the weekend who told me, uh, I, you know, I, it was so cool when I lived in San Francisco because the guy ordering the Starbucks next to you would be in pajama pants and look like a bum and then get into a Lamborghini. He doesn't need all the flashy clothes that the guys on Bay Street need, to which I say, then why does he need the Lamborghini? Right? Good point. Fan- what, is, what was his response to that? Uh, I'll have a double-double. Was he <laughs> in line at a coffee shop? He was not. Mm. All right, let's talk about uh, the TFC. Toronto TFC going to be playing tonight. This is going to be a big deal. 36,000 people will be cramming into BMO Field tonight to watch the the Toronto uh, FC take on the Montreal Impact. This is for all the marbles. They're going on to the final. Whoever wins this, they're moving on. Here's a fan talking about it. It's a little frustrating sometimes when you go around and you see, oh, we support Toronto teams, and it's the Leafs, the Marlies, the Jays, the Raptors, which are great teams, but there's never mentioned TFC. Well, I'm mentioning the TFC right now. People mention the Marlies? (laughs) 
You know what? <laughs> what? <laughs> These are the things I love about you, Chris Creston. <laughs> Carrie Fisher says she ambushed, ambushed Harry Harrison Ford with uh, the affair admission, admission in her new book. Uh, she explains it like this. Just- I sent it to him. I called him. I said, where are you? You know, and I never heard back. So I can't imagine that he wasn't that he was comfortable with everything that was in it. But it's not like it's negative about him. It's just a personal story that's been a secret for a long time. We had a passionate affair. It's in her new memoir, The Princess Diarist. I, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's... Ta- I, I'm not that old-fashioned, but I think it's a bit tacky when you talk about who you slept with, especially because the guy was married at the time. You were 19. He was 33. It was like a million years ago. How old is Carrie Fisher now? And, you know, that's not ageist. It's just like, let let that dog lie. Like you had a nice time, and now we're moving on. Don't kiss and tell. It's a bit desperate for attention. Is it just a, a me? A little bit. It feels like that. The whole thing feels, and I would say the same thing if Harrison were doing it oh, too. Oh, if Harrison did it, it's <laughs> like, huge look. uproar. If Harrison said, yeah. came out, wrote a memoir, and hmm. said, I had a, uh, a fascinating, passionate relationship with a 19-year-old Carrie Fisher, yeah. uh, we would not react uh, with any kind of calm. You'd be like, what a pig. And yeah, and now, she, and now she, she's bragging. Look, look, look who I stuffed in the seventies. I guess when your face looks like a handbag now, oh. it's, hey, there was some Who's? bad work. People should Who's? have been sued Which for one? that. With that. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Let's get out of this. Hey, uh, I don't know if you can pull this up. If we've got the Adele disclaimer, yeah, Jackie is just on the uh, on the hot page right there. I have, I have a need for the Adele disclaimer. Run that, will you? should get me off the hook your air miles points uh, should soon be protected if you live in ontario and this bill uh number 47 under bill number 47 protecting rewards points act making it illegal for programs like air miles to let customer points expire without their permission uh passes and that will be going to a vote on monday uh ontario collectors if this passes won't lose their points um when the air miles five-year expiry Rule kicks in on January 1st, 2017. On that date, all unused miles earned before 2012 are set to become worthless. Chris, have you, do you collect air miles? I collect air miles and I've never once used an air mile. Neither have I. I feel like all I'm doing is giving them my uh, information. I'm letting them know what brand I like to buy at the LCBO. You know what? It's it's true because I've never redeemed them either. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I hear about someone going on to redeem, it's such a it's such a clunky process that it, it's never as easy as oh, I'm going to redeem my optimum points. Yeah, exactly. Right? The air miles points are just you know I I just think they should shh, quiet down, let people know that they're there. How many people really redeem anyways? Uh, the company Loyalty One, the Toronto-based company, claims that Ontario collectors would be worse off. If this bill passes because of the added costs to reward programs that would trickle down to the customer, at which point I say, well, then we should just stop using them. Why not stop using them? And before I uh, move I on to. <laughs> yeah, right. Before, One less thing to do at the LCBO line. Before I move on to uh, the Auditor General, who we're going to talk about, I just want to talk about this is interesting and it's breaking. A committee of the Canadian Judi- Judicial Council has recommended the removal of a judge. His name is Robin Camp. He's the one that told um, the uh, person at the uh, trial for um, 
sexual assault, that she should have kept her knees together. Do you remember that? They are now calling for him to actually be removed as a judge. So, you know, about time. I'm sorry, but uh, lack of judgment, I would think so. With a statement like that.